listening to the Ice Prep Podcast. Here's your hosts, Brian and Pat. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Ice Prep Podcast, also known as Two Guys in Their 30s Who Have Sore Backs, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you said that because then I leaned back and hurt my back more. Oh my god! Uh, this is yeah. why Pat doesn't have a beer this week; instead, has a little bit of a stiffer drink. Yeah, no, my uh, I don't know what's up today, but no, I in August, August, I threw out my back playing softball. Let me paint the picture at least, though, because it was the last game of the season. We are in our last out, and I went up to bat, and I hit the ball, and I stretched my single into a double, and the moment that I stepped on that second base, my back just went, no. <laughs> it was not <laughs> But I kept the in double. there. I, I stayed in there, and then the next person, they bumped me to third, and then the next person, they hit a home run, and we were down by two, so they won it (laughs) with that hit though it was the walk well they had to round the bases but even still they got the home run and we won and we came in fourth and which is pretty big because we started off really poorly so it was kind of it was pretty great but i'm still recovering from throwing out my back in august it is november 10th i did that like (laughs) august like 20th or something like that like i am in shambles <laughs> so that's why the parentheses on the uh the name of the the podcast for this week two guys in their 30s with sore backs i think i just have a sore back in general from chasing around kids but that's mine yeah. mine at least is i guess yours was fun too because you, you were part of the winning whole combo for your baseball game i was gonna say yours doesn't sound fun but <laughs> maybe not fun to you i have a blast <laughs> No, no kids here yet. So <laughs> just baseball hurting me. That's all I got. So that or your dog. That's true. Anyway. So hockey. hockey. <laughs> <laughs> um, crazy since we last talked. Um, we weren't sure what we were going to do with this. We'll start with this and then we'll move on from there. Because when we recorded last week, nothing crazy had happened with Boston. And by the time the podcast wow. went up. Is it happening Friday them. afternoon? I know, but minus them playing out of their minds. We, yes. we, we talked about Boston and how well they were doing. And I straight up said, I think we need to talk about Boston because they're doing amazing. And then they sign Mitchell Miller to a contract. And by Sunday, they tried to terminate it, but they can't because of the NHLPA. It's just a thing to protect the players. It's a whole thing going on with it. Um, the more this drags on, the worse it gets for all parties involved. Um, so there's, we could talk about it. I don't want to give any more airtime to Mitchell Miller or especially since, um, Isaiah Thomas, I believe that's the, does Mm -hmm. he just wants out of the spotlight. So that's, you can go read up on the story. It's disgusting what he had to go through and is still going through. 
Um, so that is something that is happening happening in the hockey world right now. You get say that off the top. Um, yeah, because the he... one and only thing that I want to at least add to that is um, I am really, really uh, glad to see that the players themselves on Boston were not accepting of this. Um, they used very roundabout words to kind of skirt the answer. Some of them, others went directly at it saying, mm, this doesn't fit with our culture. Um, and then, uh, well, yeah. They somebody, actually spoke somebody... their mind, which you don't get yep. from hockey players ever. Hockey no. players are as generic as generic gets. And Bergeron in particular, um, Marchand, and even Foligno, they were all very against it. I think it really and showed then... that when well when when they were in the when they were working out on sunday when the whole thing was terminated uh they were blasting karma police by radiohead uh the team was doing that so nobody wanted this to happen on the team um yeah. and i'm i'm glad that that to me at least doesn't sour what's happening in boston on the ice um in the office there should be firings. There should be layoffs. There should I, be at least an investigation of some sort. I think there's going to be um, something. And like, I know everybody rags on the Boston ownership. Nobody really likes him, but we all nope. know that whatever Patrice Bergeron wants when he retires, he will get there. And I, this could have completely soured a relationship that Jeremy Jacobs does not want soured. So yeah, leave it there. The Bruins ended up losing that game against the Leafs that night, which um, by the way, I think, Every single Saturday night prediction that I've done, I've gotten wrong. <laughs> yeah. You've gotten at um, least one right because you went against me on one of the weeks. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, for those that are listening, uh, we do a little bit of a snippet that's extra on uh, CJVK, uh, a radio station here in London. And uh, yeah, we, we try and predict what the hockey game is going to look like. I was very wrong with this one. I said it was going to be 5 nothing Boston. I, I was hoping that's what it was going to be. Like, super fingers crossed with it, but it didn't turn out that way. And then at, and then all this stuff came out, and nobody wanted Boston to win. So it was like, exactly. well. And it kind of the, a turnaround for the Leafs there. So, hey. Yep. I mean, that's that's the way that it goes with the uh, with the Leafs, it seems. They're, they're bad, they're bad, they're bad. Oh, they're on a win streak. Oh, they lose in overtime, but still, it was a good game for them against Vegas. So that was a very good game, and I think that it's really important uh, as we switch off of Boston to quickly talk about Mitch Marner and that goal. Are you frigging kidding me? I love how even still, like I don't get how Leaf fans want to run him out of town. It's like, do you do you even watch the Leaf games? Like, even if he has a bad night. He is still one of the more noticeable players on the ice for what he's doing. Um, and who would have thought that it was actually, oh, why can't I think of that if uh, Timothy Lilligren was like the missing piece for the Leafs. Comes back, first game, two goals. Yeah, two uh, first game at home, I yeah. believe. It's like McAvoy, yeah. uh, first game of the season. He's back. He scored his first, like, first goal uh, for the Bruins. It just seems defensemen come back and they score it's just a thing they're just like hey i can do this hey colorado tied it up there we go yeah. um, my game's going to overtime as we as we speak right now i have an eye on the scores here for those just so that they can kind of see the 
what we're talking about when we're talking. Yes. Um, but yeah, the Mitch Marner goal, uh, that's got to be one of the top goals of the year. Uh, that was astoundingly good. He completely, I'm not saying it's going to be the top, but it should be at least in top 10. I don't even think it was the best Leafs goal of the week. Nah, you're wrong. I think the <laughs> Nylander goal at the end of the shift, lifting up um, Slavin's stick against Carolina, that was a good goal, he but was like when it comes to, to highlight up. reel. Oh, it, I think it was the better goal between him. One-on-one defeats one of the best defensive players in the NHL. Okay, Mitch Marner literally weaved through four Boston Bruins and John and Tavares. Leaf, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But, I mean, like, that, that type of thing's on. expected of players like Mitch Marner. Nylander is a very good player, but nobody expects him to be the one to make the play like that. The one thing I love about Nylander, I got to say, is no matter what play he makes, when the camera zooms in on him, he's just got this deadpan, like, okay, yeah, no, I'm playing hockey. Okay. Hey, guys, what's up? Like, he could literally score score a Michigan while spinning around four times. And be like, yeah, cool. Thanks, guys. That's good. <laughs> like he just he's got no emotion on his face, whether he does something incredible or something terrible. And you know what? Good for him. Like, what a perfect way to just piss off fans either way. <laughs> There's a lot of people, myself included, that wish at times they could just like completely blank slate their emotions like that. It's it's a weird thing to see that some people can do that. It's just mm-hmm how it is i just guess doesn't get to him and that yeah, you're playing in a big market that's what you need um yeah the, the leafs out of nowhere everybody was calling for keith's head well, that sounds familiar for my team um hey, well the leafs we, fans hey, we, always call we, for the coach's head yeah we predicted jerseys being thrown on the ice we were wrong on that one uh <sighs> in toronto just the leafs got the win so we'll see what how things play out because they've got a if it was last season, two games against the Penguins and three, you'd be like, whoo, this year you're like, yeah. uh, maybe the Penguins are the team. Because if we look at the standings, the East, by the way, is just ridiculous. The West is ridiculous in a, a the, whole different The reason. West is pathetic. You've got, it's so bad. You've got like one good team in Vegas, and then everybody else is just kind of sitting together being like super mid we're all 500 teams and nobody can get an advantage on anybody else. And then you go to the East and it's uh, almost every team except for like Columbus, Pittsburgh, and Ottawa have positive records, which is crazy. Yeah. It's, I don't know this season. It's going to balance out. Like again, I think we're, it was like this last almost, year too. Yeah. We're almost at one month. Like we're we're like a day or two uh, as of recording, like well, I out think from with the European games, we're officially a month in. Those don't count. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> but even still, yeah, we're we're at pretty much the month point. So obviously now we're seeing Buffalo regress because that's what they do. They come out hot and then they're like, "How oh, do we play hockey for more than ten games?" And then they and lose then three in a row. Lose. Yeah. So, um, and it looks like they're gonna lose. Tonight, if they haven't already, Eichel scored at home. And yeah, when I say home, I mean his old home. <laughs> Six for uh, 
for Vegas at this time. Buffalo is making a comeback. They've got a shorty there. Um, Eichel, yeah, two goals in that game. He uh, That surgery, you want to talk about Eichel? There was a lot of people last year like, oh, maybe Eichel's all washed. I think we might have even said something like that. And it was like, well, let's give him time. He looks phenomenal. Yeah, he's like the player in the West. Like, don't get me wrong. McKinnon has been playing out of his mind. He can't put it in the net, but my goodness, he can get it to people that can. Um, <laughs> his his assist totals are insane. I think he had something like nine assists or something like that in two in two games, which is insane. Uh, but... McKinnon's at 17 assists right now because of uh, an assist for Rantanen tonight. There you go. So he is having a year when it comes to passing, but Eichel is just showing that he is exactly where he should have been number two behind Matthews. And he's outperforming Matthews plain and simple right now. Obviously Matthews is going to get it back. He's getting better. Each game you see his, his strides are getting better. His shots getting better. His vision's getting better. He's getting into the groove again, but Eichel hit that right out of the gate. He wanted to prove something this season and he is showing it. So I, I really want him to stay healthy because he is currently, in my eyes, borderline the villain. He is kind of the villain in the league right now. Like I, I people can kind of see that. At least maybe maybe it's in Ontario. Maybe that's the what I'm kind of feeling because I think people still kind of have a little bit of a soft spot for Buffalo. Even Leafs fans, they there's a rivalry, but at the same time, they're like they've been through some stuff. It's been you know. That- like yeah. their football team wasn't good for a long time. They finally start to get good and they can't get past Kansas city in the playoffs ever. Exactly. And then their team, just, they're what yeah. aren't the Sabres on the longest playoff drought right now of any team because Florida so. made it in last year or yeah. two, two years ago was when they broke it. But like Buffalo, those fans, they deserve a good team. And I hope that they can get things figured out. Because mm-hmm. I think this West Coast trip has just destroyed the confidence that that team has built up. Um, who knows? Maybe a good homestand will help. They're technically of the worst teams in the league, like teams that are near the bottom. They have a good goal differential, so they can yeah. put up. It's just I think part of the problem might be, yeah, their goaltending tandem, which is what everybody said would probably be the issue for yeah. the Buffalo Sabres. And it's coming true. And they didn't take the guy off waiver. He instead went to Seattle for some reason. Seattle is just claiming every goaltender. Well, they got him back. Yes. So I can't. Th- oh, who was it? Why can't I think of who it was? Holmberg. Yes. Uh, yeah. Magnus Helberg mm. from waivers off of Ottawa. That was earlier today. Uh, the guy, yeah. if you may not know the name, but you've probably seen he legitimately has the best pads of any goalie whenever he goes to a new team he gets these like crazy custom pads done they always look phenomenal so there's uh the only other goalie that that kind of rivaled him was Aaron Dell and then he turned out to be just a complete pile of trash so mm. <laughs> he went to New Jersey <laughs> and then he and then he retired from there um, no he didn't retire from there he went to Buffalo and then oh, he yeah. did that awful hit on a person and then pretty much got himself removed from the team because he was such a jerk Right, I remember that now. See, I blanked that part out because he left, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's not here anymore. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to talk about, since we did bring up Seattle there. Yeah. Um, year two. Year, year two. Year two. And They're in sixth. We, 
so <laughs> thinking back to season one of Ice Prep Podcast, we, until we got closer to the trade deadline, we were like everybody else. We were ripping on what Seattle did. We were like, how can you whiff on the the expansion draft like that? And then all of a sudden at the trade deadline, the acquisitions that they made, now they still had some bad signings, but the players, they're getting the growth. It's starting to look mm-hmm. good. They're mm-hmm. actually getting goaltending this year. And yeah, as you said, they're what? Currently tied for, or they're like fifth best in the league, tied for fifth best in the league right now. Eight, four, and two. And that's almost all road wins. They're three, three, and two at home. So they mm-hmm. are just killing it on the road. They're a fun team to watch. Unfortunately, because it's Seattle, it's so tough to get to actually watch any of the games. Because it's a lot of 1030 starts, not even just 10 o'clock. It's 1030 starts. They don't finish until one in the morning here. Appar- that sucks. Apparently, <laughs> all that Seattle needed was the league's worst mascot to play good. You know what the best I mean, part is? They, they did, reveal he- that mascot. And there hasn't been anything with with it since. The mascot no, there's like been... quiet quit. It was like a no, quiet quit from that mascot. You're, you're, I don't see no, anything. you're wrong. Because he did a very good rip on uh Bisonette. Well, that's an easy Yeah, he was just like, sorry for your bald hair. I've attached some of my hairs on the back because Bisonette <laughs> was making fun of him. And I was like, that's a good rip. Okay, good for you. Even though you're a weird looking troll doll. But it needs to find its like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the curtains down a little bit here. Well, it looks like New Jersey might have won, judging by Brian's face as he looks at me. Eight um, games in a row. Sorry, Devils won it. Dougie Hamilton with uh, 33 seconds left in overtime. Good for him, Dougie. Wow. He but is I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the curtain down a little bit here. Uh, in my job, sometimes. Sometimes I go into a mascot costume. And by sometimes, I mean I'm the only person that goes into the mascot costume. You were literally texting work about it before we started. Yes. So if you're going to be in a, you need a characterization when you're in a mascot costume. You look at any sort of, like, obviously, Gritty is the prime example, but like, you look at like um, any any of the Philly ones, like they are doing it right. The fanatic, come on, he's doing it wonderful. The a staple in mascots, like top yeah. on the planet for what it does. Yeah, and like that's how you stand out. You need to have a characterization of the mascot itself. So they decided to not do that and just kind of do nothing against what Colorado's doing with Bernie, but it's kind of just like this one note kind of. Hey, it's a dog. like that's about it like at least new jersey there's a little bit of characterization and and there's something in there but there's just nothing with this one it's just like this weird looking troll doll that doesn't make sense so it's it's upsetting to me because you know i've i've been doing and this is such a weird thing to say out loud my goodness (laughs) i have never said these words out loud i have been doing mascotting for six years brian Six years. Is it all? I thought it's been longer than six. No, I did three at the video game company. Then I had a pause, and then I've done three here. <laughs> uh, no, it's been four here. So I guess it's been seven. I was gonna. It's been a few. So my God, oh, it's almost been a decade. Um, 
no wonder my back is so bad um carrying all this entertainment but anyway i've been doing it for seven years and to see just the lack of energy and everything that comes from that it's just sad they had such an opportunity I don't know. I think that's what really bothers me the most because I'm in that world a bit. So to see how poorly it's been executed and in comparison to what happened with Philly, not even a new team, not even close to a new team. How do you not find out who like the whole team behind what they did with Gritty and they were like, give me that. Like, even if you do the non- aggressive version like gritty is philadelphia fans just prettier yeah like do something like it i <sighs> take cues from like um oh, who who has that bad like there's like oh the chicago bulls um the uh the mascot for the chicago bulls he is crazy he does flips and stuff he's very acrobatic he goes into the crowd and just stirs up stuff but at the same time he's not aggressive like gritty he's just kind of like a circus clown whereas gritty is like a monster um (laughs) he shoots kids with t-shirt cannons and it's my dream job but um (laughs) he's oscar the grouch with legs out of the garbage can so like there's so many good examples out there so it's just it's really sad to see how one note this one has been so we shouldn't talk that's literally the least of the concerns that we should be talking about with this um you can tell pat clearly has a soft spot for mascots having been one for seven years i hate that (laughs) okay so the one thing that i want to go through real quick because we just talked about it and that is we're about a month in Yep. So let's take a look at our predictions and how they are stacking up. I kind of want to do this at the one month, uh, the halfway point, and then obviously at the end. I So we will be revisiting this in the All-Star week. But And I apologize one for month not having in. a graphic ready. Pat's throwing this at me now. <laughs> this is a wild card that I'm doing because I've had two drinks. Anyway, so let's talk about this. <laughs> That's calling an audible from backstage. That's what I do. Um, Brian, who are the winners of the offseason? Uh-oh. You said the Calgary Flames. Well, they've, How are they doing? They've uh, they've kind of fizzled out there on that one. Uh, uh, yeah. Let me let, Hold on. Let me keep scrolling down. Uh, they're 5, <laughs> 6, and 2 right now. They're on, what, a two game losing streak but they're two six and two in their last 10 something there's something like even on the because they played new jersey twice in three games they lost to the isles in there Mm -hmm. they look good i just think that unfortunately for calgary there's just not something clicking coming into those east games that they ran into they've just run into some teams that they're able to get past how heavy and aggressive the Flames play. In a seven-game mm-hmm. series, the Flames probably beat any team in the East right right now. Straight up any team. But you're only playing best of ones constantly throughout the season. You're not going to win them all. They got to figure something out. So definitely I was wrong on that one. For now. For now. That's fair. 
I had the other Canadian team, Ottawa. Oh, and see, now doing... I don't feel as bad. I I was wrong. Um, I don't know. I still think that there's still a chance for them. I know I talked about this last week. Um, I still think that this is kind of the way that Ottawa works and has been working. And it's not because this is how their team is. It's because this is how the league is. You get a whole bunch. You look at Calgary as well. You get a whole bunch of new players together. Giroux and Debrinkat, that is two very, very different generations when you think about it. Those are like, they're a borderline a generation apart the only, in hockey terms. The only issue I will say for Ottawa at this point, they're already eight, spot, or eight points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, so they... So, like, that's a tough, tough... They have to go to on climb. a tear. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if... Who knows? Maybe putting um, Nikita Zaitsev on waivers is part of it. Maybe Ryan Reynolds coming in and being part of the team, the group that buys the Ottawa Senators is part of it. Th- something's got to change. I'm really wondering if uh, DJ Smith doesn't make it to um, American Thanksgiving at this point. Yeah. As like, much as I think that he's doing uh, a pretty good job of it, honestly. Um, again, they're a team that does not quit. Um, I think though that his role is better served as an associate or assistant or manager. He becomes to one of motivate those, them. Yeah, he becomes one of those like team is on a rebuild. You come in for the tough years. I know it's gonna suck that you won't get all the glory, but like he he helped build a lot of those players in Ottawa. So truly, yeah. So boy, it, we were wrong. He's a talented coach, but just we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right. So which teams were the biggest losers or who were the biggest losers in the offseason? I said Vegas. Whoops. Uh- <laughs> yeah, Vegas, who is uh, on a nine game win streak, uh, bettering my devils by one. Um, they First are in the league. Thir- 13 and two. That is absolutely ridiculous. Whoops. And then just, which is even crazier when you think at one point last year, didn't the Leafs go on like a 13-2 and two run at one point? So that's how Vegas' season started. And by the way, 14-2. We oh, is it 14-2? and two? I thought I refreshed. Now it is. Um, Because they just won. It should be. I, I refreshed. It should be 13-2, and two, Pat. Oh, they don't update on the standings on my phone quick. Oh, I already It usually takes them until the, the next day. Oh, no. They're updating right away this year on the NHL site. It's great. Oh, that's nice. Um, by okay. the way, Eichel, hat trick. Oh, my goodness. Of course. So that's how that game ended. Eichel getting the hat trick. Um, Vegas winning 7-4 over Buffalo. Goodness. This, um, so Hurricanes, seven goals tonight. Golden Knights, seven goals tonight. Rangers, eight goals tonight. Just a lot of goals. If you, The lowest scoring game so far was four goals. Ugh. How dare you, Boston Calgary. Um, that's nuts. Who did Anyways, I have? You, you had Klingberg as the biggest loser, and so far you've been correct. Hey, uh, so that's not bad. So, uh, next up, what team do you see being the biggest improvement over last year in the standings? Brian, you had Ottawa. Well, there's still time. There's still time. Uh, I think they were second last in the in the Atlantic, and now they're last in the Atlantic. So, 
I guess I should have chosen either New Jersey, um, Winnipeg, mm-hmm. or Vegas, or Seattle. Yeah. Um, it could have been worse. You could have chosen who I chose. St. Louis? Which is Anaheim. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anaheim is dead last, tied with San Jose, but even still, they are in last place in their division and league-wide they are third last woof um all right we're gonna keep chugging along because we've already done this and we don't want to take up too much time with this which team will see the biggest decline brian you had the new york rangers i from it's that one's so tough to say one month in because i think everybody expected them to be a lot more dominant yeah, mm-hmm. they're 17 points in 15 games, but I think a lot of people expected them to sit where Jersey is. And mm-hmm. Igor does not look good, and that was my whole point. Well, you and I are tied with this one because I said Florida. Florida is also sitting with pretty much exactly the same record. Um, but when you think about it, Florida was the President's Trophy winner last year. Yes. So... They are currently sitting right now in ninth place uh, based off of points. Um, they're a little bit higher than New York, but even still. But we their also point percent- we remember with Florida, too, is that they just went on a run at the end of the year because uh, Colorado yeah. was like locked in to win. And then Florida was just like, we're going to win every game. And then get swept in the Come second from round. behind like seven times. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, that was that was a wild end of the season for them. Um what player is going to have a breakout year? I think we're both kind of winners on this one here. We've actually talked about this a couple times on the podcast so far, but Brian, you had Jack Hughes. One of the Hughes. You just had Hughes, I'm assuming. Yeah, it was Jack, Jack Hughes. <laughs> Jack Hughes, which obviously he is doing he's very doing, well. He's doing okay. That his the he's, thing <laughs> the thing that it's he's doing pretty good. He's got what? Nine uh nine assists. I'm not sure what his full point total uh totals at um he's like here's the thing with new jersey right now is everybody is playing really well the second mm-hmm. line which is technically jack hughes line they're getting assists they're just not getting the same amount of goals as everybody else and i'll take that like yeah. i will take nico Heischer having eight goals and dougie hamilton having quite a few oh they gave the goal to nico they changed that that's mm, um, been a tip but like, and Jesper Bratt killing it. I'll take that over just one player doing really well. So I will say that yeah, uh, seeing Jesper Bratt get breaking out, that's really nice to see. That was, you could see that was one that a lot of people, year. yeah, a lot of people wanted it to happen. I mean, obviously you've got the, uh, he has his own fan club uh, on Twitter that is 10,000 strong. I am one of part, I am part of that Bratt pack, I must say. <laughs> uh <laughs> But uh, I had Tage Thompson. Um, he's currently sitting at, it might be different from what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Hockey DB right now. Um, he has 18 points in 14 games. That's pretty breakout, if you ask me. Since he last started year he out had... so hot. Uh, two goals tonight in the 7-4 loss against um, Yeah, he has, he has uh, how many goals? Ten. Does it sound yours? Okay, so yeah, this is up to date. So he has 10 goals, 8 assists. He's having a year. That uh, contract is looking good. It is the reverse Jeff Skinner. 
Yeah, like if he can keep this up, um, or even just like a little bit of regression, he's he's going to be a point per game player. So like eighty points. Come on, you can't ask for more. That's great. And so, he's one of those good players. For him. He is a player that would probably be even better in the playoffs because he's a monster with how big he is. Yeah, it's like the Redwood line is. or whatever they're calling it in Detroit. Nobody would want to face that line. The shortest guy is six three, weighs like two twenty. Are you kidding they're me? So tall. They're so scared. Tage Thompson, honestly, like He's I think tiny my favorite compared part went... to that line. But when, <laughs> but Buffalo is tiny compared to him. When he scores a goal and he goes for like the the hockey hugs afterwards, Especially it's just if like it's Jeff Skinner because Skinner's like <laughs> my height, so he's like. Come here, little he's like dad hugging his children <laughs> on the ice and he's probably one of the younger players in the on the team it's so funny um okay so let's keep going what player is going to flop i had nazem kadri now this was with an asterisk because i said that nazem kadri was going to end with 58 points because he had such a breakout year last year and as we've seen with some players who have really good contract years and then they sign a contract, they regress really hard. Miller. But <laughs> but sometimes they don't. Kadri. He's point per game right now. 12 games, 12.7 yeah. goals, 5 assists. He's looked good. He's games. honestly. Oh, I guess this one's not included. Um, he's honestly, I think, been the best looking forward. For... He's the only good-looking forward on that team right now. Huberto is non-existent in my mind. Well, he's also injured currently, but oh yeah, I guess that also makes sense. Uh, uh... Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's things are. Calgary is a team that can turn it around, but yep. things right now are looking rough. Mind you, they were for last year for quite a bit too, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, here comes the Flames. So. They just have to find their groove. They have to find their fit. Um, although they're, I gotta say, uh, we were talking about their defensive pairings. This is just, it's not looking good on defense. There, they were supposed they look to sloppy. be really good. And um, yeah. apparently, they're just pylons. Team has the best defensive pair stat wise in the league, which is crazy. Not to make yeah. it all about my team, Pat. Why would but, you I do mean, such a thing? It was all about my team last year. That's true. I was like, oh, am I wearing Devils? No, I'm wearing something better. Oh, you know what, what are we wearing from? here? Oh, we're looking at uh, the Goofy movie. Yeah. I listened to uh, Eye to Eye quite a bit. Um, such, a good <laughs> such a good song. Yeah. Um, I had Johnny Goudreau as what player, or no, you had Johnny Goudreau as what player was going to flop. I have to look at his stats because even though so, uh, Columbus is I have them up. the worst team in the league, well, they're tied with St. Louis technically, but St. Louis. I have his league. numbers up. Okay. He is currently sitting with 12 points, uh, six goals, six assists in 13 games. So he's not doing terrible. He's putting up kind of like John Tavares numbers. However, for what everyone was expecting him to do in Columbus, that to me, I think so far you're on track with a flop for him. He was supposed to come in and change that team. He is, he's signed for the rest of his life yeah. um, at a ridiculous amount of money that he doesn't deserve. And he's proving he is not he, like he is JT after he's just had a kid and he's exhausted because he's up until four in the morning every <laughs> single night. And then he has to also like deal with the literal children that he's playing hockey with as well. 
he's that level of not performing. He's still performing. He's still a star. I'm not saying he's a bad hockey player, but he was he's still a, a very good hockey player. But he he's an overrated hundred point player who is on pace to get what like seventy something. That's not what he was signed for. So Mm-mm. I think that yeah, I may have nailed that one for now. But mm-hmm. it's a long hockey season. It truly is. Um, worst signing of the offseason. We're both on the same team here. You had Gabranson. I had Goudreau. Both of them seem to be lining up pretty well. So I think we, so far, we've nailed those two. Um, I'm just going to see if there's anything else. Way too early projections. Who will win the Rocket? We both said Matthews. That's. We both should have said McDavid. Yeah, McDavid just decided he just wanted to play his own game of hockey and everyone else just has to follow him. Yeah, it's like, uh, I should pull up the stats. I'll pull them up and put them on the screen for people here. I want to see too. It's, he is, we were talking about it before. Um, What, why can't I think of what it was? 15th game, he's got like 15 goals, 16 assists. He is, we are watching, Leon Dreisaitl did this a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. but it's so weird to see it again. Here we go. Get it up on screen. You can kind of see it like 29 okay. points. Yeah. <laughs> Pat can't see it. Anybody who's watching can, here we go. We'll expand is it, that is it for you. Is, is it which yeah, other you want to face? Wait, this wait, this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that way. No, not that way. That way is towards the edge of the screen. Like McDavid is up two goals. Uh, crazy that Bo is in second. He's killing it. Uh, it's not crazy because he's doing so damn good. He is a true. very good hockey player. And they gave the contract to JT Miller being like, you're better. But he's terrible. Uh, he's I, terrible. So there's only one new name on this top list from when we talked about this last week. That's Nick Suzuki breaking in. Uh, nine goals tied with Another Sabenijad. contract. Uh, Robertson, Pasta, Dreisaitl. Then you go to assists. It's like... Okay, yeah, Leon's up there. Panarin, McKinnon, McDavid's up there. Hey, Jesper Bratt. Um, like, McDavid is just on a tear. Um, the points that you're seeing on your screen haven't actually updated for what's proper. He's at 31 points now. Um, McDavid is. It's 31 points? Are you kidding me? Yeah. 31 points in how many games? 15. That's disgusting. And just remember, two years ago, Leon Dreisaitl had 30 points in 14 games. So <laughs> it's uh, it's ridiculous wow. out there. Um, yeah, Matthews is – he'll get it going, but I don't think he can get it going enough to catch uh, McDavid at this point because McDavid's literally le- going to LeBron his way to a Stanley Cup. Yeah. He truly is. Um, I'm trying to find the numbers. Yes. So I sent you this this last night because uh, it kind of reminded me. Um, because we both, I'm gonna. It ties into the last question. So um, currently, and this was from last night. Connor Bedard dropped his. This is uh, Cam Robinson, by the way, at hockey underscore Robinson on Twitter. Connor Bedard dropped his second five-point night. Second five-point night. Think about that. In the last 10 days, he is riding a 16-game point streak with 14 goals and 36 
points. 36 points in 16 games. And he is a child on skates. Yeah, there's a reason why teams are tanking for Bedard. And I've got it up on screen, the tweet right now, for anybody who wants to see it there. It's And then even crazier is the, like, all, there's a bunch of other kids in the WHL that are on their draft year. And if it wasn't for Bedard, everybody would be like, oh, my God. But this year is going to be it's you're going to have Bedard who's going to be up here. And then who's like if we're talking EA sports kind of drafting, he's franchise. He is the franchise player. And then you're going to have like 15 high level elite players coming into the league. If you're picking 16th, you're going to be like, sweet. I still got somebody that's going to lead my entire team for the next 17 Unless years. you're the New Jersey Devils and you if and take Pavel Zaka and there's a bunch of other players from that draft. A few hey, you got Hala. He's that doing is, okay. That is very true. Um, you got Jack Hughes. Well, that you was got first Nico Heeshear. That was first overall. <laughs> I'm just saying. I you've know. got these players. I you can't know. complain because you're doing well. <laughs> Is this what Come it was on. like for you? Or yeah, it's like the reverse of last year. Yeah. Just like believe in your team. And for me, it's just like if they don't even make the playoffs, I'm like, well, they won the Stanley Cup last year, so I don't care. <laughs> You've still like, got the high to go on for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I have the relief. It's not even a high, it's a relief. And I think that that's the biggest difference is it was it was a high when it happened, but this season. I'm just super calm about it. If they do okay, cool. You know, they had to lose a lot of the key players that got them to the Stanley Cup and won them the Stanley Cup. That's I get how that. You, that's how you win a cup, though, is you lose. You have to cut ties with gambles. some really good players. And you know what? Sure, Tampa can do it two years in a row because it was, you know, shortened seasons and all that stuff. And, you know, it wasn't actual hockey. So, Cap of course, they're going to win two in a row. And- yeah. yeah, you know, they're they're going to do this. So Tampa is not actually that good. So uh, <laughs> I'm, and I'm joking. And the title of the episode. <laughs> I am kidding. joking, kind of. Um, but <laughs> but even still, you've got uh, it's just it's this different feeling. There's this like it, it kind of sucks that they're not killing it. They didn't kill it out of the gate last year either. So I guess there's a little bit of that. But it's just. Uh, it, it doesn't face me if they if they make the playoffs and knock out it's like well you know they won the cup last year so it's not like i the leafs like it's not like my favorite team haven't won since 1967 they won last year so they it haven't hurt. made Even it out of the first round since hd television was a thing yeah that's hilarious but anyways the Connor Bedard thing. The reason why I brought that up. The last question that I had, I skipped a couple of them because they don't really particularly yep. apply right now. Way too early projections. Who will win the Bedard lottery? Brian, who do you think you picked? Oh, I picked somebody off the wall. Who was it? Oh, no. I can't. I picked somebody off the wall, and I don't remember you who it was. You picked the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, boy. They're killing it this year. They are in seventh place. They are the top of the central. That is one. It's funny that you say that because I did say that. And I also didn't I have the Jets as potentially making the playoffs. So I like half contradicted myself on that one. You had them in third place. (laughs) So, so, but hey, that was one of those. They're going to do something. I, hey, I still stand by my 
the Winnipeg Jets. There's some magic there. I told you that rookie that was coming in was going to be lights out. He's been lights out. Hellebuck can play well. Their defense is still awful. Yeah, he has. Has he been playing? Yeah. Oh, I haven't been watching any uh, Winnipeg games. You wouldn't watch Winnipeg games if it was against the Avalanche. You'd be like, I'm skipping this game. Well, because they just injure people. They're like the wild. They go in. You're just like, which players are going to get injured? I'm going (laughs) to say JT Comfer. I'm willing to bet the next game that they play against Winnipeg, Comfer is going to get hurt. I I don't know why. That's just the gut reaction I had. I had Philly, and I still stand by my Philly choice. Um, I thought you look at he hasn't. Sorry, (laughs) I'm looking. See, told you. Um, What was he? uh, Perfetti is maybe who you're thinking of. No, that's uh... because it's Brad Lambert is who you're looking for. Because he's got a hell of a shot from the point. He's got a cannon. He is going to win the slap like the uh, hardest shot award over and over and over in the All Star games if he goes there. But he's going to be a star in this league. Two but assists. I don't think that. Yeah, so I don't think they're utilizing him the best way that they should. But anyways, I had. Philly, I still strongly believe that they are going to be contenders for Bedard. They might not be last place, but I think that they're going to end up being like third, maybe second place uh, in the lottery, like starting for it. So like they lost third the last or second last. Today. And the Blue Jackets are going to be without Wierenski for a long time. Yeah, so Philly, I don't know. I don't, I don't read into their hype. Um, they're doing well, but Buffalo's done well out of the gate for like 22 years. So (laughs) it's kind of one of those things where it's just, sure, they're going to look good out of the gate, which is promising. Like, it's good for them. Things to build off of. Oh, excuse me, a hiccup. Um, But I just, I don't see them continuing this. Like, they already have regressed. They're already in 14th place. I think they've probably lost or at least gone to overtime loss. The past couple games they have seven wins which you know what good for them but even still i they can't keep this up plain and simple they can't they're not going to make the playoffs they're going to be in the bedard lottery and i still believe that they uh they have a good shot and i think that'd be kind of fun to see them on a team that's notorious for being big heavy fighters and having this kid that is tiny and just a god on skates <laughs> with an attitude that resembles gritty like he is he is a very he would angry slot in well being. like imagine they get him and then they bring in somebody like they put tom wilson on his wing <laughs> oh just well oh. you know you know it's going to be one of those situations because we saw it with mcdavid we saw mm-hmm. it with crosby that mm-hmm. whoever ends up getting bedard is going to pay an arm and a leg for an enforcer. Do you remember who the Oilers brought in and paid an arm and a leg for? Milan Lucic. Cassian. Oh, right, right. And then they moved it to Cassian, right? Yeah, because, uh, well, there was the whole, yeah. But it whoever, you know that that's going to happen. And there's a few more of those players out there now. They're not mm-hmm. as rare as they were, or they teach somebody to. So I honestly, I just don't want it. I don't want to see Bedard with like the Blackhawks or no anybody in the Metro. And I'm happy. I would love to see Bedard with Zegris. I think that would be a lot of fun. 
Um, and I think it would be a lot of fun to build around those two because I, th I think that they would not actually be friends, which would make it even better because Zegris is just a he's a puppy. He is he is a media darling, plain and simple. He was there's a video that went viral of him playing tech decks. He had the friggin the like the finger skateboards. And he was just like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to be here. Like stupid videos like that. He's like, yeah, let's do that. He brought Baby Yoda to an interview. Like he does all these stupid things. He's a kid that he's, having he's just, fun. He's having fun. And I think that's important for Bedard, actually. I think that that would actually be beneficial to pair him with a person who's having fun playing hockey. The thought of Anaheim with those two, honestly, oh. like there's your new dynasty in a different way of what was once like Perry Getzlav. Like mm -hmm. here's your new two best players. Well, and then they also have uh, the guy who pretty much won the gold medal for Canada. Who is that again? I keep saying Marchman. It's not Marchman. Who's, uh, McTavish. Probably. Yep. Uh, well, I think Shane Pinto because he scored against the devils tonight is um sitting up in the rookie point leader but like mason mctavish is no there's somebody on. on there's somebody on uh arizona, arizona. uh yeah yep matthias maselli you got yep. uh maddie beignet up there cole perfetti another person from the wild a defenseman wow with eight points uh mm -hmm. mctavish up there i don't think mctavish has played too many games though i think that might be part of it but even still you've no, also got 14 you've also got on Anaheim. The reason why, like, I'm kind of looking at Anaheim in the next like two to three years to be this team that's going to be just have a. They're going to be so difficult to play against because you're going to have speed and super young talent. You've got people like Jamie Drysdale on the back end in the defense. He's not a big kid, but my goodness, he he could break out to be something similar to like a uh, like a Kale McCarr light is really what he could be. Um, and I'm really excited for that team. Like I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for the ducks. I mean, I think a lot of people have just from the mighty ducks movies. Oh yeah. Um, but it's, it's but, one of those things yeah. you look at the way that the team that the ducks are being built, um, reminds me a lot of a team that just, just got its eighth win in a row, young, fast, yep. just takes some time and mm -hmm. suddenly things are going to click and you can see the flashes in Anaheim. Yeah. So when they get things figured out, it's going to suck because you're going to have the Kings. They're coming back. And mm -hmm. what used to be like for, for a couple of years there, it was like, okay, you know, you're good for maybe four or five points on that California swing. It's going to be back yep. to, this is like, you're circling on the calendar. Like, Oh, I'm not staying up for those. Cause we're not getting any points. Yeah. The Cali road trips. Um, yeah. At one point, you know, you had Anaheim who were cup contenders and cup winners. You had LA who were cup contenders and cup winners. And you had San Jose that were cup contenders and cup challengers. Um, <laughs> Perennial <laughs> almost making it cuppers. Yeah. But even still, you had like they're they all seem to be in the same cycle of we're really friggin good to all right. This isn't our quarter decade uh <laughs> yeah they just they have this like bend in their in their skill level and they all go together like the ducks fly together and it's <laughs> oh the disappointed look on your face makes me happy but even still 
I'm really excited to see what the West, what California is going to bring in hockey in the next two years. Um, I was really happy. And like, I know it sounds weird to see Byfield go down. Byfield and Alex Turcotte both have gone down to Ontario Reign for the LA Kings, um, which is their AHL team. And that is the right choice. They yep. aren't ready. Yeah. Give them more proper time. And that's that's the thing. We've seen it I don't know how many times. Kids that can be legitimate superstars get two or three years of not good minutes, not playing well, and they just they can't develop enough or they get stuck in a role where they're not that good and not every player is going to have Vegas come in and save them and turn them into mm-hmm. forty goal scorers. So Yeah. So I think I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's time to move on to the thing that I don't have the audio for because I forgot again. Games Uh, of the week. Wait, hang on two seconds. Pat's going to have something up on his phone. Are you ready? Okay. One, two, three. (laughs) Games of the week. That's almost better than the actual stinger that we've got my buddy voicing for us. Honestly. DJ Airhorn. Uh, I had Saturday night last week. You had Saturday night last week. Uh, you had, nope. of course, the original six matchup. We already talked about it earlier. The Leafs getting the win in that game, much needed for that team. Two one, so it wasn't a big win, but even st- it wasn't like a large win, but it was a hell of a game. Uh, if you tuned in for it, it was it was good. That was really good hockey uh, between the two teams. So that was nice to see um it's it's nice to see games where it's not a big scoring like you said you didn't like the game last week where it was one nothing new jersey over it was a good game it was a good solid game but we usually along the lines when we're picking games it ends up being you know like a five three like the lightning winning over buffalo which was my choice Uh, i guess i picked buffalo and they just can't win games anymore like they were on that heater they're still they they gotta figure out their net. They're they'll get there. It's scary. Yeah. Um. I already know that we aren't picking the same game this week because you said different. No, we day. are not. Yep. So I will let you go first for once, since you don't have to be like, oh, I don't oh. have to worry about what Brian's picking. Okay. Well, I have chosen a little bit of a wild card. It's not it's not the usual type of game where it's like these are top two teams fighting for the title. It's <laughs> mid there's a lot of things that are important for either team in this game so it's saturday at 7 p.m pittsburgh in montreal Mm. this is going to be a really important game for both teams montreal well uh, it's going to be an important game for pittsburgh and montreal is just continuing to say hey we're pretty good we're not terrible we're not great we're pretty good montreal is having a house money season and they are performing yep. it except for Slavkowski getting two game suspension yeah that was a not, not good. good uh play by him but even still um I think that this is going to be a really good game um I think it's going to be high scoring I think we're going to see in total double digits in goals um but yeah Pittsburgh is starting to find their legs uh they had some drinks on Halloween as uh Crosby said and said that that turned them around and broke their losing streak, but 
I don't know. We've got two very different teams. You've got Montreal that are young and fast and like kind of really clever with the puck. And then you've got Pittsburgh that are established and a bit older and a bit slower, but at the same time they have better goaltending and they've got Crosby up front. So it is the captains are Sidney Crosby, Nick Suzuki. So like one of the youngest captains in the league, if not the youngest, I don't know hundred percent. I think he is the youngest currently going up against Crosby, who is, not one of the oldest for sure, but even still, he's up there. Like he, and, he is one of two uh, players in the NHL right now that the second they hang up their skates, the Hockey Hall of Fame will go, "Here's your plaque." Yeah, and everyone's or no, they may not because if uh, Ovi keeps playing, they're going to wait for him and they're going to do the two of them at the same time because not? The even though two they're of different them are tied together years because of the lockout, they started the same year. Yeah, and yeah. it's here's the thing too that you did not mention. It's in Montreal. Like, as much as everybody's like, yeah, the Leafs Saturday night, I'm sorry. Montreal games on Saturday night, yeah, it, the takes, them, it takes them 120 minutes to actually get the game going. But those fans, it like, that is an experience I want to get to once in my life because it is, you can feel it through the TV. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Absolutely. Pat's got that. I'm going Sunday night. And we've actually talked. Oh, I think uh, I know though. To I yeah, think we, I know we've talked a, a fair amount about both of these teams on this episode, and is that is o'clock? yep, that is the Winnipeg Jets driving or flying out to Seattle to take on the Kraken. As of this moment, uh, Jets eight three and one, Kraken eight four and two. Nobody saw those records coming at the start of the year, and. It it should be an interesting game because Seattle is getting things going. Yep. And I honestly I don't see Winnipeg winning this game. I don't no. I, I don't think there's a universe where you know that, that meter that does like out of a thousand games, here's the odds of I chance I honestly, to win. Yeah, I honestly think the Kraken's chance to win is gonna be in the nine hundreds. Like that is how high of a chance they have to win over the Jets in this one, which means they're going to get destroyed just based on how I've been picking. But that's my game of the week, Sunday night. And I might have to actually uh, throw that one on. Eight it's not a bad start. No, 8 o'clock. Yeah, so 5 p.m. if you're out west. That's pretty yeah. good. For a Seattle game, yeah. Like we said, like you normally it's 10.30, so that's actually surprising. But there's this really... Not a lot. There's a bunch of 6 p.m. starts. I guess it's because of football, but even still, um, I still strongly, strongly, strongly believe that Winnipeg is playing way over index. They aren't that good. They aren't. We'll their defensive pairings, their defense is garbage. I'm yeah, sorry. You will... like, I, bonus can only do so much, and he's a defensive coach overall. And it's showing because they're shutting people down and they have really good forwards. Like, absolutely, they have great forwards. But, like, I feel like I could probably play defense for Winnipeg and potentially maybe be the seventh. But, like, I could maybe break it and and I can barely stop. Um, (laughs) It's better than Pionk. Uh, (laughs) No? You don't like that one? No. No? Okay. Well, I can cross-check like him. Anyways, um... (laughs) 
You'd have to catch a player first, Pat. Just the quiet eye rolls. On defense, they come to me. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll watch Pat try and hit McDavid as he makes him just like fall no, and back sprain his back more. My back would shatter. My my whole In body fear. is made of like pretty much just cardboard tubes. Oh, I thought it's you were just... gonna say like the glass the glass candy. Just very no. Glass it still is, has some kind of strength. Cardboard tubes, you get it wet, it just kind of crumbles. You bump into it, it makes a weird bend. That's my body. I'm just, <laughs> uh, it's just the whole thing is in shambles. It's garbage. <laughs> and talking about Pat's body, we'll end the episode there as I pull up his Movember page. We'll let you talk about your dirty stash, Pat. Cool. Not really. Um, yeah, no, uh, as mentioned in the last podcast, I am doing Movember this year. Um, I have decided to not do the one chip challenge this year, reading the reviews. Uh, my buddy and I, we both realized, uh, we're still kind of suffering from the Carolina Reapers and it is Carolina Reaper based. Um, just a quick little anecdote. I had the habanero McChicken, like, a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, and my stomach doing uh, started doing the convulsing that the Reaper caused. And off you of used that to heat. be able to like you'd you'd be popping peppers, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm a big fan of spicy food, and so that was a big shock because I hadn't had spicy for a bit because it really kind of, I mean, that was for sure a trauma. Um, I'm glad you but, went against it because you told me, and I was like, ah, hey. I won't say anything, but I guess. Don't worry, because we are still going to be doing some kind of hot challenge uh, at work. Um, if you go to my Movember page, you're going to figure out where I work. But even still, I'm <laughs> going to be posting. I don't like to say it out loud as a just in case. Um, <laughs> but even still, we uh, we're currently trying to coordinate a way to do a uh, hot ones challenge. We I've done one of those before where you pour the hot sauce on the chicken wings and you eat the chicken wings. I have the hot sauce that I made based out of the Carolina Reapers that I want to bring in. It's actually not too spicy, but uh, my friend Rich, he has some that are absurd. So most likely I'm going to be doing that. And that is all in the name of raising money for men's health and men's mental health. Um, obviously big advocate for men's mental health. So that is my main focus with it. Uh, and I am doing the step challenge at the same time, because as you can see, for those that are watching, I still have a little bit of a beard, but I'm keeping the stash a bit longer. Um, that was my compromise. So I'm going to be doing both awful things to my body and good things for my body. So a nice harmony while I make myself look a little bit weird. So if you can donate, amazing. If you can't, uh, then I challenge you to reach out to your friends. Um, if you haven't heard from them for a bit, um, it's always good to reconnect, but also just make sure that, uh, you know, they're doing okay. It's a tough time of the year, especially since it's dark at like, you know, two 30 in the afternoon now, like it's, it's uh, not fun. So reach out to your friends. Mental health is important. Uh, donate if you can. Movember page. It's up there. I'm going to be doing it all month and I'm going to be pitching it all month and you're going to have to deal with it. So donate and I won't shut up. That <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to take it from there. So we will say goodbye. We will talk to everybody next week where hopefully it's just all good hockey news and the Devils will still have gone without losing a game. Let's go Devils. I'm on that bandwagon this year. Devils all the way. If they win the cup, here, before we close it off, 
This is my this is my vow to you. If they make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, I will get a devil's tattoo of your choosing, Brian. <laughs> I wouldn't put you through that, but that would be hilarious. This is this is the thing I am telling you I will do. If they make it to the final, not even win the cup, if they make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, I will get a devil's tattoo. Hmm. I don't even have an avalanche tattoo, so there you go. <laughs> well, we'll have to remember this one because it's November 10th. Um, as we get closer to May or June, we might start to see Pat sweating more and more on all of these. But yes, <laughs> go check out his Movember page. And I guess uh, if you want to see Pat have to get a tattoo, go Devils go. Go Devils go.